Welcome to Ignite Depot. My name's Apostle Milton Jones. I want to thank you for joining us today. I guarantee you if you came here with ears to hear and eyes to see and your heart is wide open and ready to receive the word of God, you will receive a word in due season. Man, I tell you what, over the back. He says if you come with ears to hear, means you're coming with expectation. It's just kind of like when you're, you're waiting on a phone call and you're expecting a phone call from from a potential job offer or a potential loan approval or a potential application that you put on a car you have high expectation that when you receive that call you're going to hear a word you're going to receive an answer you're going to hear solutions that's going to get you to the place where it is that you want to be man it should be no different than when you come to receive the word of god every time you come you should come with an expectation that he's going to meet you right where you're at not only will he meet you there he's going to have a word your word that's going to change your life forever now for the last few weeks we've been talking about hitting strategies of the adversary how we're uncovering the hidden strategies of the adversary why so that you can live your best life yet but you can't live your best life yet if you haven't made a decision i'm gonna come with expectation to receive a word from the lord that will ultimately change my life forever come on lean in all the way with me and say hey i'm expecting to receive a word from the lord now in jesus name amen and glory to god now we're going to make this declaration we're going to pray and we're going to jump right in in the name of jesus it says this it says and according to isaiah 61 and 1 it says this that the spirit of the lord god is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek he sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the lord that they are vengeance of our god and to appoint unto them that mourn in zion to give unto them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called the trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified and they shall build the old waste and they shall raise up the former desolations and they shall repair the waste cities the desolation of many generations father we give you glory we give you honor we give you praise and we thank you for this opportunity in your word father we thank you that our preaching and teaching would not be with enticing words of men's wisdom but father let it be a demonstration of the spirit and power that the faith of the people lie not in the wisdom of men but in the power of the Most High God. Father, I decrease that you may increase. I surrender all. Use my tongue like the pen of a ready writer, writing the very oracles of your word on the heart of your people. We thank you as we covenant with you for miracles, signs, wonders, manifestations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit now as you see fit. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Let us all say amen. Now, come on, make this declaration with me. Say, this is my Bible. Pick it up, pick it up, come on, pick it up. This is my Bible. The Bible is God speaking to me. The Bible is the truth. It reveals what I should think. It tells me what I should believe, and it shows me how I should walk. The Word of God is the most important thing in life say that with me the word of god is the most important thing in life. it didn't say it's, it might be it didn't say it could be it didn't say in the sweet by and by it says the word of god is the most important thing in life and i'm here to tell you if you're going to live the life the god kind of life that god that life that jesus came in john 10 10 to give you that life in abundance to the full until it overflows you are going to have to have the word of god because everything in the kingdom of god begins with the word of god in fact it says this in romans chapter 10 verse number eight it says this it says but what do you what does it say the word is near you. The word is in your heart, is in your mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach, or that is the word of faith which we proclaim. And when you proclaim the word of God, you, that word brings forth manifestation. When you proclaim the word of God, you get a result if you don't back up, give up, cave in, and quit. 
Alrighty, I don't know about you, but I'm already ready to go. Cause see, it's not enough. See, I was thinking about this just before we came on the broadcast. See, it's not enough to tell you what you have a right to if we don't show you how to get be able to receive it. It would be a disservice to tell you all the things that the kingdom of God has made available to you, yet don't show you how you can partake of them and it become an everyday lifestyle for you. And that's why we're going to continue with our series tonight talking about uncovering the hidden strategies of the adversary. And this one here is a good one. This is the if, if there's one that he really uses, this is the one. And, and if I was to give this message a title, the title would be there's power in your word. Say that with me. There's power in your words now turn with me over to ecclesiastes chapter three because see everything with god has an appointed time everything there there's a season there's a time there is a, a optune time for everything with god in fact it says this in ecclesiastes chapter three verse one i'm reading out a new king james version it says this it says to everything there is a season a, a time for every purpose under heaven it says a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted a time to kill and a time to heal a time to break down and a time to build up a time to sweep and a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones it says a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing it says a time to gain and a time to lose a time uh, to keep and a time to throw away a time to tear and a time to sow check this part out a time to keep silent and a time to speak that's a, that's key we're gonna hear more about that today a time to love and a time to hate a time of war and a time of peace it says this in verse 11 it says he has talking about god he has made everything beautiful in its time or in its appointed time it says also he has put eternity in their hearts except that no one can find out the work that god does from the beginning to the end god has already made everything beautiful in his time and he's already put he's already from the beginning all the way to the end in fact it says this in isaiah 46 and 10 it says how god declares the end from the very beginning and a lot of times when god speaks a word to you even today when you hear a word from the lord he's telling you this is the end this is the end results and the first step with everything with god begins with the word everything with god begins with the word we found that out in john chapter or the gospel of john chapter 1 verse 1 it says in the beginning was the word and then the word was with god and the word was god and all things were made by god right so it says let's go don't quote it. i'm just gonna i'm gonna turn there and we're gonna read it everything with god begins with the word everything with god begins with the word how are you healed you got to first receive the word how are you set free you got to first receive the word remember it says in romans chapter 10 the word of god is near you in your mouth and in your heart that's the word of faith which we proclaim it says this in john chapter 1 verse 1 it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and he was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. See, everything with God begins with the word. Everything that is made by God is made through the word. And without the word, nothing is made that is made. We talked about this, how 2022 has been a year of correction, direction, protection, and protection perfection and we've talked about how that that word correction means to raise to a standard or raise back to a, a, a standard or bring back bring back to a point of of standard and he also or to ratify to bring to a standard he says so that i can 
do give you direction which is going to point you in the way that you should go which will bring about protection and what's the protection there for the protection there is to keep you from all hurt harm and danger now does that mean that you're never going to have any situations does that mean you're never going to have any trials tests or tribulations absolutely not but jesus said in john chapter 16 he says in this life you will have tribulation but be of good cheer he says because i have already come to overcome the world because jesus has already become the world and you're in him you too have the ability where those situations may rise up but in according to isaiah chapter 40 54 and 17 no weapon formed against you shall prosper it did not say that you will not experience any situations but when those situations come you already have everything you need to overcome every situation every test every trial and tribulation can i get one good amen out there in the name of jesus now what did he say he says i'm going to give you my word because with my word everything begins with the word and without the word nothing is made that is made and i'm going to give you my word to and he says this in second timothy chapter three it talks about how god uses his word to bring about correction he uses his word to bring about reproof he brings about his word to to bring to place you in the way that you should go and it's when you hear that word and you receive it and you make the adjustment that's what the word repent means you hear it you receive it you make the adjustment and it's going to point you in the way that you should go that takes you away from all hurt harm and danger and it brings you to the point of perfection what's perfection it where it brings you to a place of being complete whole lacking for nothing now why is all this important because remember we're talking about how the adversary we're uncovering the hidden strategy of the, of the adversary and one of the main weapons he's trying to get is your words he knows that from your out of the abundance of your heart your mouth will speak it doesn't matter how much you say man i love the lord and he heard my cry when you if you really want to know where somebody's at all you got to do is wait for that person to get squeezed and when that person gets squeezed whatever is in their heart not what's in their head but what's in their heart is what's going to come out of their mouth and when it comes out of their mouth it's either going to be speaking life or it's going to be speaking death and let me give you a prime example god gave me this example and this is where we're going to launch off at in accordance to malachi chapter 3 now this is god and he's talking to the children of israel who he's just brought about correction to give them direction for their protection so they can be bring about perfection and then even after god told him this is where you talk about you know bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that they may be meat in my house and prove me out if i would god says if i won't open up the window of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive he says and i'm going to rebuke the devourer for your sake and your fruit is not going to come forth before it's time on the vines and he says and all nations are going to call you blessed now these are people who have been who have been rebellious against god these are people who have been disobedient to him and he brought up he brought his word to bring about correction to raise them back to a standard and to point them in a direction in the way that they should go for the protection because the adversary had a legal right to come in and bring about calamity a hurt harm and danger to them and he says and i want to make you whole and this now this is this is what god said to the people but listen to their response listen to this uh, malachi chapter 3 verse 13 i'm reading out a new king james version listen to their response it says you have been harsh against me or your words god is saying have been harsh or strong against me says the lord yet you say and the people were saying what have we spoken what have we been strong against you or spoken strong against you he's this is what god says you have said it is useless it is vain it is pointless to serve god to work for god you're like what are you talking about you're trying to tell me that is it and everything he just told you of everything he said he's gonna do and your response what you got out of all that 
man, it's pointless to serve you. It's useless to serve you. It, it, it's no benefit to us to serve you. To, 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 he said, goes on and says, what profit or what benefit is it? This is what they're saying. What benefit is it that we have kept your commandments? What benefit has it that we've kept your orders? What benefits is it that I've been going to church? And he says, and, you, and he says, and what, what, what's the benefit? And we have walked around as mourners before the Lord of hosts. So now, because we don't think there's a benefit, because we don't think there's a profit, because we, this is what the people were saying, who he had just brought about correction to give them direction for the protection for perfection. This is what they said to him. They said, since we don't believe there's any benefit in serving you, this is people he's in covenant with, because we don't believe there's any benefit in serving you. We don't believe there's any benefit in, in keeping your commandments. This is what we're going to do. So he says, so for now on, we're going to call the proud are those who have no covenant with you, who aren't even in any kind of relationship. We're going to call them blessed. And he says, and for those who are, who are, are, uh, for those who do wickedness, they are raised up, right? They are being promoted, or they they exalting, and, and and they even tempt you, God, and they go free. In fact, God, it seems like they live life better than I'm living. It it looks like, Lord, you they can do whatever they want, say say whatever they want, and get away with everything, and you ain't even doing anything. So what's the purpose of us serving you if they not even serving you? And it appears in the natural. Like they're living a better life than we are. Now, you said, what does it have to do with today? Because there's many people today who are making that exact same statement. Now, see, this is the thing about it. You may not necessarily hear them say this out of their mouth, but out of their heart, out of their actions. Man, see, I, I, I went to church and I tried God, man, and, and it didn't work. I tried that word and it didn't work. No. You tried the word, you got the word tried you and you didn't work. And in fact, what happened is, is you cannot expect something that took you 10 years to get in that situation and you give God two weeks. And if it don't happen in two weeks, man, that stuff don't work. No, 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 no. Remember, we talked about it before. The adversary, he's coming for that word. He's coming for that word that's been sown in your heart. And he's going to come for that word. And the way he's going to come for that word is through persecution through afflictions, through trials and tribulations. We talked about this last week, how there will be uh, uh, offenses, there will be division, and there will be uh, 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 afflictions that are going to come up, tri afflictions, tribulations, and offenses that are going to come up. They're going to kind of, what's the purpose of it? To try to come pluck that word up out of your heart. And that's the same situation that I have here. They had just heard the word. And when they heard the word, they didn't hold on to the word. They didn't meditate on the word. They didn't begin to mutter that word and begin to say that word over and over. They didn't even take the time out to write down the addresses and go back and read them on their own. And see, ladies and gentlemen, let me put it. Let me just put you up, up, up on it. You can hear a message. But if you don't write down the addresses and go back and read it for yourself or you haven't put a plan together on how you're going to apply that word to your life, you are setting yourself up just like these people were. Why? Because they heard it, but they did not have root or they didn't spend any time with it, meditating on it until it got down in their heart. And when they got squeezed and when they begin to look around at everybody else who's around them and it looked like what they had is better than what they had, the worst, the biggest, uh, form of pride is comparison. When you're comparing yourself to somebody else and say, man, psh, it seems like they're living better than me. It seems like they're living more in charge than me. It seems like the, the, their, system, their way of doing it is better than mine. It's a setup. It's a setup. And we talked about that last week. Now, th this is what the one group of people are saying, like, psh, there's no benefit in serving you, God. Man, other people who ain't even serving you live a better life than me. I'm going to go do me, Lord. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do me. But God, then, but then God says, that was the first group. But then there was a second group. The second group said, that this is the one that they had. Those who feared, Lord, are reverentially feared and honored God. They were like, look, Lord, the Lord heard and listened unto them. So, so. Uh, 
they was speaking about how much they loved God and how much they wanted to serve him and how much they trusted him and how much they leaned on him and how much they depended on him and how much they was appreciative of what it is he's done for them. And even though things aren't always good, God is always good. And even though circumstances are not always fair, God is always great. And because even no matter what it is we've already we've already been through, God, we're going to hold on to you no matter what and because of those people this is what this is what it says it says so a book of remembrance was written before him for those who what who feared him for those who reverentially worship and, and were in awe with him and loved him and held hold tight to him god no matter what i'm gonna hold to your unchanging hand and this is what he says he says and their names were written down in this book of remembrance and it says and it says and, and it's before him and it says he's going to meditate on and those who meditated on his name and it says and he says and they shall be mine he says and he says and on that day there's coming a day he says and i will make them my jewels and i will spare the man Spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. And then you shall again discern or see between the righteous and the wicked. The what? The righteous and the wicked. He says, what's the difference between the two? He says, the one, there's one, the righteous is the one who serves God. And the wicked is the one who does not serve him. See, one of the, one of the biggest things the adversary is going to use He's going to, he's, his whole goal is to bring about division. What's division do? Division means there's two views for the same issue. There's two different views where there's disunion, there's discord, there's a difference. There's two different parts and they're looking at the same thing. One looked at the situation and said, man, it's no, it's no benefit and no use of serving God. The other one looks at it and says, man, look, I don't care what you do. I'm going to serve God no matter what. Why are your words so important? See, power is in your words. Deliverance is in your words. Healing is in your words. Breakthroughs are in your word. Manifestations are in your word. Total household salvation comes through your word. Total household prosperity comes through your words. How do you know that my words are so important, you may ask? Because it says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, that death and life are in the power of your tongues. Not in the power, just in the power of your pastor's tongue, not in the, in the tongue of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. But he says, the power of life and death and blessing and cursing is in your mouth you your tongue like we talked about last week your tongue your mouth is like a like a sawed off shotgun and depending on what type of ammunition you're putting inside of that weapon you're either have ammunition that is going to help you words of god, the word of god the words of life or you're going to have words of death that are going to harm you and when you're speaking words of death when you're speaking words that don't line up with the word of god it's like you just turned the weapon on yourself and you're firing it at yourself and you're bringing about a different result not the result that god intended for you to have now you might say to yourself how do you know that the problem is in my mouth well i already gave you one example number one death and life is in the power of your tongue turn with me if you will over to Matthew chapter 15 and I'm going to take you show it to you another word see your adversary already knows that the this is how the kingdom of God operates according to the word of God see in the kingdom of God you always have to have the word first and with the word you got to sow the word into your heart and when you sow the word into your heart you when it goes down to your heart remember Romans chapter 10 says you it says the word you the word is near you in your heart and in your mouth that's the word of faith which we preach how does it work when you get the word you get a word from the lord you sow that word into your heart how do you sow that word in your heart by saying when god says by Jesus stripes you're healed. And when you begin to meditate on it, by Jesus stripes I'm healed. What are you doing? You heard it the first time. It went through your, it came out of your mouth, went in your ears, 
when begin to go in your heart. That's just like when you're planting a seed in a garden. When you plant a seed in a garden, you put the seed in there, and what do you have to do? You have to water it. You have to keep the weeds away from it, and you have to nurture it. You got to give it sunlight. You got to you got to take care of that seed because everything you need to bring forth the harvest that you're looking for is in that seed, but it's only going to come forth if you make sure you're nurturing that seed so you get the word the word goes into your heart now what are you supposed to do you begin to do joshua chapter 1 verse 8 you're beginning to meditate on that word day and night now you're meditating what does that mean you're thinking of it you're you're saying it over and over again to yourself and you're saying it to the point where when you're saying it you're beginning to build a picture and that's why he gave you an imagination so you be can begin to build a picture man by jesus stripes i'm healed and what the more you say it the more you can see a manifestation of the yourself and you be like oh by jesus stripes i'm healed that means if my arm is not working right my arm's going to begin to work right and if i'm not walking right my i'm going to be begin to walk right and if i'm not talking I'm just reading it by his stripes. I'm healed by his stripes. I'm healed by his stripes. I'm healed by his stripes until it you begin to get a picture. And when you begin to see get that picture, now you can see it. See, a lot of people says, I won't believe it until I see it. And God says, and the kingdom of God says, you won't see it until you believe it. How do you know you believe it when you begin to say it out of your own mouth? See, out of your mouth remember you're either going to be speaking death or you're going to be speaking my life what how do you know whether you're going to speak death or life based off what you have sown in your heart how do you know go with me to matthew chapter 15 i'm, I'm gonna show it to you matthew chapter 15 remember you can either death and life is in the power of your tongue did you hear that Death and life is in the power of your tongue. Check this out. Matthew chapter 15, verse 17 says this. Do you not yet understand? This is Jesus talking to disciples. Do you not understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach? This is talking about food and is eliminated. It goes in your mouth. It comes out. It's eliminated out of your body. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from your heart talking about the words that come out of your mouth they proceed from your heart what kind of things are those those things that come out of your mouth come from your heart coming out of your mouth those are the things they are what defile a man not foods but what comes out of your heart comes from your heart out of your mouth how do you know for out of the mouth out or better yet out of your heart proceeds what evil thoughts murders adulteries fornications thefts false witness blasphemies he says these are are the things which defile a man but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man they were the, the pharisees and sadducees was tripping about the fact that his disciples was eating and they hadn't washed their hands because it went against their tradition but jesus says you're looking at it the wrong thing he says you're concerned about the things that's going in your mouth you do have to be mindful of the things that go in your mouth he says but the more important things is the words that are in your heart that come up out of your mouth because in those words that come out of your mouth those are the things that defile you those are the things that bring about death because you can in your heart and how do you know what's in a person's heart when they get squeezed when the pressure is on and they begin to speak and have evil thoughts and murders and adulteries and fornication and all kind of foul stuff that goes against the word of god those are the things that defiles a man or woman and the adversary like we heard in the very beginning there was people who were in covenant with god and even though they were in covenant with god the thing that was in their heart told where they was really at when it came out of their mouth when their words began to come out of their mouth even though they were sitting in the same assembly with people who was serving god these people had even though they were sitting right next to him they looked like him they was probably 
in the same family, in the same clan, but even though all that stuff was going on, it did not change the fact of what was going on in a person's heart. And you don't know what's in a person's heart. I don't care. You can be dressed to the nines. You can be sister pray right, brother slay him down. You could be so clean, boy. What we used to say back in the day, you sharp as a tack. Man, you, you, you ooh, brother, you, we, you can't touch this. That's how tight you are. But your words, the power of your words are either going to produce life, the God kind of life, or they're going to produce death, things that are limited to the world system, and it's going to go against you. It's not what's in, it's, it's not the food that you put in your mouth, but the words that you allow to go into your heart. How do, how do things get down into your heart? It has three gates. Your eye gates, what you see, the ear gates, what you hear, and your mouth gate, what you say. All those go down into, take things and root it down to your heart. How do you know? Because it says, whatever you begin to meditate on, what's, what's negative meditation? You wanna know what negative meditation is? Worry. Whatever you begin to worry about, that's meditation. You worry about it. You're worried about it. You're anxious about it. You, you, your, your, your hands just rolling your hands. And, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And what's that going to do? That's doing the same thing the Word of God will do. Because, remember, faith comes by hearing. How does, how does total assurance, total reliance, total dependency come? According to Romans chapter 10, verse 17, by hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God. Now, if you want to begin to sow seeds of life in your heart according to the kingdom of God, you have got to do what the word says according to, according to the kingdom. And this is what you keep saying, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. What is that? Matthew chapter 6, verse 8 talks about this. It says, therefore, do not be like one of these. He says, for your father knows what things you have need of. He says, before you even ask it now. They asked Jesus, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Teach us, give us a format on how to pray. This is not the Lord's prayer. This is a format on how to pray according to the kingdom of God. It says this, it says, our father, what are you going to do first? Your, your prayer is always to start off with worship. Father, our father, which out in heaven, where are you at? Father, is, you're not praying to Jesus. You're not praying to the Holy Spirit. You're praying to the father, our father, who is in heaven. Holy is your name, your kingdom, your rule, your lifestyle, your nature. Come, your will, your purposes, plans, and pursuits, your original tense be done in the earth just like it is in heaven. So when you're praying, you're saying, Father, I want your nature. I want your rule. I want your lifestyle to come your original intent from the foundation of the world to be done in my life, in my household, in my marriage, in my job, in my relationships with my children, in my finances, in my health. Father, I want your will to be done in my life here now on earth, just like it is in heaven. The kingdom of God is, is, a, is a governing influence of a king over a territory with citizens manifest in his nature, his culture, and his lifestyle. The kingdom of God is God's governing system set up to meet the needs of mankind apart from the world system. Why is that so important? Because we've been talking about over the last few weeks that we're in the last of the last days and how there's going to be tra traveling times and how... Jesus said, don't be deceived. He says, because all these things, wars and, and rumors of wars and famines and pestilence and diverse persons, all these things are going, going to go on. But the end is not yet. It's only the birth in planes for the, the, the birth of the new age. And this world system that you're currently operating in is destined to fail. It's not that it might. You can't pray it away. You can't do enough sha-na-na, ka-ka-ka, ba-ba-bas. And you can't fast enough. You can't, you know throw enough ash on you it's destined to fail but he says but i've already provided you the solution before you ever knew you had a problem and that's god's the kingdom of god our god's governing system now 
The kingdom of God is not an invasion on physical land, but the kingdom of God is where the kingdom of God invades the hearts of men and women. Where's the kingdom of God now? For anyone who's born again, on the inside of them, according to Luke chapter Luke, Luke 17, the word of God, the kingdom of God is on the inside of you now not gonna be not and hopefully be it's on the inside of you now so because god's governing system because god's way of doing things because god's god's system our governing system set up to meet the needs of mankind apart from this world system is already on the inside of you if you don't know learn how to reload your weapon with new ammunition that is set up to build de develop life and not death the god kind of life you will still be defeated even though you have everything on the inside of you that sets you up for success see you you you, you can't how do you know how what's the adversary do when he's trying to use this weapon of getting your words what does he do he tries to get get you to take a thought turn with me back over to matthew chapter 6 now, the first part of this is, number one, there's death in life as in the power of your tongue. But you are the deciding factor whether or not it's going to be death coming out of your mouth or whether it's going to be life. We talked about, number two, how it's what's in a man or woman of God that's going to defile them. What comes up out of their heart, out of their mouth is what's going to defile them. How are you going to find out what's in their heart? By the words that's coming out of their mouth. And according to Matthew chapter 17, as you were Matthew chapter 15, verse 17, we also found out, hey, that the kingdom of God is at hand. God's governing system is already at hand for you right now in the name of Jesus. And God already knows that the things that you have need of. So he's telling you, don't get caught up in thoughts. Remember we said what the adversary does in order to get your words to get you to speak deaf thoughts. The deaf words, he begins to produce situations that cause you to, if you're either going to meditate on God's word or you're going to meditate on through worry, concern, and anxiety on the things of the adversary, and you're going to begin to take the thought. How do you take a thought by what it is that you say? See, he'll, he'll produce a package to you that says, hey, God's not going to meet your needs this time. And he'll, he'll keep presenting all these pictures, and he's going to keep sending these thoughts towards you and thoughts towards you and thoughts towards you. And your mama's going to say this, and your cousin's going to say that, and Pookie's going to say that. And if you begin to meditate, because remember, how does things get to your heart? By what it is that you hear, by what it is that you see, by what it is that you say. Let's see how this works. Go with me to Matthew chapter 6, 24. It says this. It says, no man... No woman, no person can serve two masters. Think about that for a second. You can't serve both. You can't serve God and can't serve the world at the same time. He says, for either you're, why? Because you're either going to hate one and love the other, or you will be loyal to the one and you will despise or lightly esteem the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't serve God and wealth. You can't serve God and chase out the money. You can't serve God and chase out the loot. Why? Because you will get you see the thing about it is God is not against people having money. He's against money having people. See, if you get to the point where you will do whatever you got to do to try to get the money that even if it means you don't go to church no more, even if it means you don't read your Bible anymore, even if it means you don't listen to anybody's messages anymore, then you no longer have the money. Now the money has you and the money is dictating to you what you, what time you're going to get up. How long are you going to be there? If you're going to be working overtime, how much money are you going to spend? And what you're going to do, whatever you got to do to be able to get it. He says, but you can't serve two masters. And he says this. He goes on to say, because Jesus says, I'm telling you right now, you can't serve both. So therefore, or the reason why the word therefore is this. He says, because you can't serve two masters, I'm saying to you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink about your body, what you will put on, is not your life more than food and your body more than clothing? He says, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap or gather to barn, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more 
viable than they? Which of you? He's saying it this. Which of you? And I'm saying this to you. What, what can you do by worrying? Can you add one cubit to your height by worrying about clothing? He says, consider the fields, or the lily of the fields. He says, how they grow. They neither toil nor they spin. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of them. He says, now, if God clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Jesus is saying this, why are you worrying? You're a citizen of the kingdom of God. God already knows what you have need of. He already knows that you need food. He already knows you need clothing. He already knows that you need housing and everything. Why are you worrying about these things when he's already told you that he are, God is telling you, I already know that you have need of these things. He says, he says this, he says, why are you of little faith? Or why are you of little persuasion or confidence? Why? Because you're meditating over and over about what it is. I God, I need this and I need that. Oh, Lord, what am I going to do about this? Oh, what am I going to do about that? Oh, Lord, what am I going to do? He says this. He says, for after all these things, the Gentiles are those who are without covenant seek. He says, for your heavenly father already knows what you have need of. He says, therefore, do not worry or do not take a thought by saying. He says, I don't want you to be worrying. What am I, what shall we eat? Or, or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? He says, don't take the thought. Don't take the worry. Don't take the concern. Why? Because it's a tool that the adversary is using to come in to do what? To try to choke out the word. If you go to Mark chapter, uh, Mark chapter uh, four, and you, when you're talking about the sower sowing the word, the third type of ground is the thorny ground. And that thorny ground is those who they've heard the word, they've received the word, but the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, and lust of other things come in, and they're like weeds. Because the, you're, the, the, the cares and it worries and concerns, that's what this is. Cares and worries come, and, and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things, what do they come and do? They come in to try to choke out the word that you heard from the Lord that if you seek first the kingdom of God all these things are going to be added unto you and if you don't hold on to that word these other things that you're worrying about will come like roots like weeds and they'll begin to choke out the word and it will that seed that has all the potential to bear up a great harvest will fail the harvest will fail because you let its other things come in and choke the word out. How did you begin to let it choke it out? About you, you start worrying about it. What am I going to eat? And what am I going to drink? And what am I going to wear? And where am I going to live? Oh, and what about this? And what about that? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. What am I going to do? Oh, Lord. What? And he's like, hey, 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 hey. Seek my kingdom. Seek my kingdom. Inquire of me. Ask of me. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding in all your way. Acknowledge him. Ask him. Inquire of him. He says, and he will direct your path. And in these last days and these last times, you have to know how to seek the kingdom of God because the system, this world system, is destined to fail. It's not that it might. It's destined to fail. It's going to fail. And if you don't know how to operate according to the kingdom of God, you are going to be stuck. And you're going to be looking around, and you're going to be asking all those questions, and God is saying, I'm teaching you now. I'm preparing you now so you get your mouth in order and begin to load your weapon, load your mouth, load your heart, with the word of God. So when the adversary comes up and says something that's contrary to the word, you can load it up. Nope. By Jesus stripes, I'm healed. Load it up. Nope. My God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Nope. My God says that what he is joined together, let no man put asunder. We'll never be sick because my God says a thousand will fall on my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but no harm should come near me. You have to load your weapon. And the only way that you can load your weapon is to get the word on the inside of you. And the only way you're going to get the word on the inside of you, you have to be intentional. 
Proverbs chapter 4, and this is where we're going to stop. Proverbs chapter 4 says this in verse 20. It says, it says, my son, give attention to my words. He says, incline your ears. In other words, you got to be attentive. He says, you have to begin to uh, be incline your ear. Give attention to it through your ears. Your ear, Incline your ears to my sins. Begin to hear the word. He says, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in front of your eyes. You got it. Like we said at the very beginning, you got to get this message or whatever message you listen to. And you got to take down the addresses they, that they call out. And he says, and then you got to, you got to do uh, Joshua chapter one, verse eight, where you got to meditate. Now, and you don't wrote the scriptures down. You got to incline them. You got to say, the, you got to read them out loud to yourself. And so they, they can go into your ear and you got to keep them in the midst of your eyes. And he says, and so you can keep it in your heart. So you're being intentional. You're going to get, you're going to hear the word. You're going to write down the addresses. You're going to write them down, and then you're going to then what you're going to do. You're going to begin to meditate on them. What does that mean? You're going to begin to read them out loud to yourself, and you're going to begin to say it again, and you're going to begin to say it again. Why are you going to begin to say it again? Because you need to get them in the midst of your heart. Why? It says, for they are life. The word is life to you, to all those who find it, and they are health to your flesh he said when you when you get this word on and let it go through your ears and keep it in your eyes and get it in the midst of your heart it says because it's going to produce life in you the god kind of life and it's going to bring about health to all your flesh he says because you want to keep your heart see remember we talked about everything is going to is about that heart because he knows that out of the abundance of your heart your mouth is going to speak out of the abundance of the heart your mouth is going to speak he says and you're either going to be speaking life or you're going to be speaking death and depending on which one you speak he says what's going to happen is whatever comes out of your heart will spring forth the issues of your life so if you want to know what's going on in your life man look at the things that's been going on in your heart and if you want to turn that situation around put those foul words those shows those movies those music put those things far from you why because you don't want your mouth to be deceitful what's a deceitful mouth a mouth that speaks an error what's a perverse mouth uh, something that takes what is truth and turns it into something else God says you have to be intentional about this thing because the adversary is coming for your words and he's going to use your words your weapon your shotgun as a weapon against you and he's going to present situations and circumstances to you to get you to begin to say something that speaks against what it is God's word says and when you do it's like you turn that weapon on yourself and pow, 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 you're firing it on yourself. You have everything in you right now as a citizen of the kingdom of God to overcome every situation and every circumstance. But you got to put in the work. You got to get the word on the inside of your heart. You got to get it in your eye. Let it, keep it before your eyes. You got to let it go through your ears. The Hey, keep it, well, keep it in 100. You got to listen to the word. You got to say the word back to yourself. You, even if you got to stand in the mirror and begin to read the word of God out loud to yourself. Why? Because when you're doing it that way, you're getting three times the exposure to your heart because it's in your eyes. It's going in your ears and it's coming out of your mouth and it's all going back into your heart. And when you, what are you going to do? You're going to sew it onto your heart to the point where you can see a picture of what it is that you're saying. And when you see it, when you see it and when you say it, see, when you see it and you say it, then you will physically see it. See that when you can, when you've meditated long enough till you can see it, then you said it then you will see it in the natural. Why? Because you have let the word get in your heart and you proclaimed it out of your mouth. If you, if you, Why? Because that's the same way you get born again. How do you know? Because it says this. It says this in Romans chapter 10, and this is where we're ending. Romans chapter 10, verse 80 says this. What do you say? The word is near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. That's the word of faith which we preach. Cause in verse number nine, it says, because it says this. It says, the word of God is in your heart. It's in your mouth. That's the word of faith which we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, it's in your heart. Therefore, it came out of your mouth. You believed it in your heart and you said it out of your mouth. 
that God has raised him from Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved, healed, set free, delivered, and made whole. What? You had to get the word on your heart. You had to hear the word first, and then you said it out of your mouth. You confessed it or acknowledged it out of your mouth, and then the healing came, and then the deliverance came, and then the protection came, and then the wholeness came. It says, it comes out of your mouth. He says, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness or right standing with God and with your mouth. You, you confess. He says, un, he says, with the, or the heart you believe unto righteousness, with the mouth you confess unto salvation. The word salvation is healing, deliverance, wholeness, completeness. Are you ready to do it with me today? The adversary has been trying to get you to use words that go against you, words that will defile you, to get stuff, to get you to look at stuff that will defile you, to hear stuff that would defile you, to say stuff that would defile you, to get it in your heart so you can say it out of your mouth. But God says not after today. He says, I'm telling you today, he says there's power in your words. And when you begin to meditate on his word and when you get it down in your heart, he says you will bring forth the harvest. Say this with me. Say, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life or you have and you want to make a fresh start today, say this out of your mouth because you believe it in your heart. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. I believe you put him in a grave, but now he's risen. He's alive right now. Lord Jesus come into my heart and save me now i repent of sin and i receive your offer of forgiveness right now say this with me right now i'm born again right now i'm set free right now i'm a citizen of the kingdom of god and right now i'm in right standing with god in jesus name we pray Amen, amen, and amen. Well, praise God. We thank, we, if you pray that prayer for the very first time, you, you confess that out of your mouth. You confess out of your mouth what you believed in your heart. Man, you are showing up born again. Now, what do you do now? And what's the next step? You got to get in a Bible-based church that teaches you about the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, man, we believe Ignite Depot is such a place for you. In fact, man, join, if, hey, Join us here every Saturday afternoon at 6 p.m. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here online. And, man, you are here right now, word, a word in due season, a word that will ultimately change your life forever. Now, and if you're too far or you can't make it to 6 o'clock, man, check us out on Thursday night because we'll do a rebroadcast on YouTube, uh, on Facebook, or on Twitter. Just look for Ignite Depot, Ignite Depot center and man you will catch this one and you will also see all the other broadcasts that we produce also if you have a podcast we're on podcast ignite the number two life ignite the number two life uh podcast and you can hear this and other messages that we've already done in the past and um what would i like to for you to do is this if you f see us on facebook you see us on uh youtube man subscribe like Put the notification on so every time that we go live or we present a new uh, broadcast, you'll be the first to know. Man, have a share, have a watch party, share it with somebody else. Because I'm telling you, the things that we're teaching here right now, you're going to need these to live, not just have life, but have life in abundance to the full until it overflows. Now, on behalf of Pastor Juan and myself and the entire Night Nation, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. And remember, there's power in your words. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Bye-bye.